Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. We have another fantastic episode for you. We're going to break down a little bit more of what's going on with Harlan Crow and his good buddy Clarence Thomas. They're just friends. Leave them alone. We'll also <laughs> talk about some horrible legislation in Florida and much, much more. Let's start with a case of suicide. One of DeSantis's most prominent donors has shot himself Uh-oh. because he didn't want to face the music when it came to soliciting a teenager to show him her boobs in order to get Taylor Swift tickets. You thought they were expensive tickets here in Los Angeles. (laughs) This is a price no one should have to pay. His name was Kent Sturman. He's a 50-year-old dude out of Jacksonville. He was facing allegations of sexual misconduct involving a minor And uh, after he refused to give the family a five-figure hush money deal. This guy, again, is a total schmuck. It reminds me a little bit of the Matt Gates story when it comes to, I believe, Greenberg, Mm -hmm. the man who was in charge Mm -hmm. of taxes in the region, in the area. Seminole County. In Seminole County. Mm -hmm. This is just another reminder that the people that the people that politicians surround themselves with exactly are fucking schmucks yeah i mean this is you republicans are mad about groomers this is grooming this literally. is grooming i mean on the last episode we discussed what was it a missouri member right the 12 year olds the 12 year olds get married at 12 they're still together because they know nothing else still together there's multiple pictures of florida governor ron DeSantis with kent sturman now again i understand these pictures they happen it's a lineup in the world of american politics it's very bizarre Mm -hmm. it's a backwards Mm -hmm. world people wait in line to take pictures with pudding loving ron DeSantis. (laughs) yes can you imagine seeing ron DeSantis and be like i better go get in that line that's a ride i need to take good grief yeah the man is not fun to be around He's not. So long story short, the guy was busted because the teenager went home, told her her mother and uh, father what happened. And then they were like, well, we're going to have to go to the police about that. Yeah. Sturman didn't want to put his family through the stress of going through a trial. I believe it was looking at over a decade uh, of time if found guilty. The suicide note 
uh, says, I love you both too much to put you through this. You are better without me. Whoa. Go find something. Uh, I will say he's probably right on the last point. <laughs> but now is Ron DeSantis better without him? DeSantis nominated Sturman to Florida's Board of Governors, mm -hmm. the body which oversees the state's university system. Mm. What's so fascinating about that, of course, is Ron DeSantis has been at war right. with higher right. education in the state of Florida by demonizing a certain air quotes woke ideology because he believes it's harming the children. Meanwhile, a man that he appointed to a board <laughs> right. that would be working closely with university students is a known predator. Yeah, I, I mean, want to. I want to highlight something that you said, Ben. You you said, you know, it's a lineup of politicians. Yeah, they meet a lot of people. They get a lot of pictures. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk, Jillian Maswell. It's just a photo op, whatever. But this specifically, Ron DeSantis was very involved with this man. And yeah. uh, this man is actually uh, credited to one of the reasons that Ron DeSantis is now governor of Florida. Right, because he was a big fundraiser on the way up yes. for DeSantis. And in terms of smoking guns, obviously, there was the one in Sturman's hand. But mm -hmm. because he was also on that board of governors position, that's when, you know, you're doing good at raising money for a politician is when they give you an appointment like that. Absolutely. So, uh, again, a strange, swifty story. Yeah. When it comes Wait, Taylor to Swift. Uh, <laughs> talk really about, doing the Lord's work out here. <laughs> it's also there's just something so disgustingly predatory about dangling Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, and a you know, it's like, you know yeah. that you're a pedo. Yeah. You know, you're fucking doing something wrong when you're like, oh, didn't you, you want to go see uh, the Teletubbies perform? <gasps> well, um, <laughs> please send me a picture of your butt. Uh, it's like the ticket. It's not like she wanted to go see Fleetwood Mac. Right. Right. It's like, obviously, a child. Yes. Or Holden McNeely. Oh, that's right. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> you know, he'll send a picture of his tits. I'm not trying to. <laughs> he would. Mm. He would. And the big old honkers. Yeah, uh, yeah, they are. I'm not trying to be conspiratorial here, but th this also seems like kind of like something really small in the politics to kind of end everything for. So there's that rumor that maybe there's more involved in this guy. Once this started unraveling, there was going to be more because yeah. of how close. Hey, man, if we if we want to play the same goddamn card that uh, every Clinton hater and, you know, rightfully so in so many ways plays DeSantis has blood and pudding on his hands. Oh, my God. Golden no, wait. child. Oh, the pudding's gone. He licked it all off <laughs> and the blood uh, still there, apparently. But you're absolutely right. This is kind of the ascension to. Uh, presidency for some people is there's going to be a trail of bodies oh, wow. enemies out of the way but this could also be again pun intended the death blow for DeSantis's hopes for getting to the presidency in addition to the fact that everything else is not going well in addition to the fact that he's just not fun on the campaign trail no. in addition to the fact that he eats pudding with his hands <laughs> now he's got an actual conspiracy theory yes suicide I mean what's going to come next and he hasn't even announced yet. <laughs> he hasn't even announced yet. We're going to get to some serious Florida legislation here in one second. Obviously, this story is more of a story of building out the world of DeSantis. Yes. So since yes. 2019, very recently, mm -hmm. you got to know that you're appointing a total schmuck and people who just hide behind their money. Yeah. It's so obvious. What are they hiding from? Do you want to play that clip? Let's play that clip from uh, Miss McCain. Talking about Jeffrey Epstein, speaking mm. of hiding in plain sight, this is just a little clip that I saw uh, on my Instagram. Uh -huh. And I thought it was interesting because it kind of reminds me 
of this guy. It's also obviously Epstein operated a lot in Florida. Right. And you wonder if someone like DeSantis is like, we can't have too many pedophiles around. <laughs> so if you are, if you know me and you are a pedophile, why don't you Epstein yourself Ooh. and get on out of here? Wow. So let's play this clip of Cindy McCain talking. And I think it just, again, shows you the circle in which these people um, reside, it's just full of nasty grifters and just disgusting people. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. Oh my but we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were afraid of him for whatever reason. They were afraid of him. All right. Wow. So basically, you don't have any legal recourse. He's touching kids. <laughs> He's trafficking it's just a kids. lie. It's just a lie. Because yep. of course they could have got him. Right. They actually right. did get him. And then they were like, here mm. you go, sweetheart. Here's yeah. the sweetheart deal. Mm. And they actually let him out of jail in 2008. And I believe he was still having sex with children, even well, technically incarcerated by the state of Florida. And trafficking. So Florida, you got a lot. Uh, DeSantis has a lot of answers. Uh, that he must be giving to the people of Florida. And we'll just, we'll see what happens uh, with this. But this guy, no matter what, a lot of the money that helped DeSantis get to where he is now touched through this man's fingers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so did a whole series of other disgusting underage bosoms. All right. Before we get to a serious news from Florida, let's talk Katie Porter just briefly. So going through a divorce, you're going to get some documents out there. <laughs> she did. Uh, there is some. This is Representative Katie Porter, of course. Uh, she's a she's, California Demo Democrat. She is potentially going to fill Diane Feinstein's seat, well, or at least running. she wants to. She wants to. Also, uh, Schiff, Adam Schiff, is Ro also running. Rokana, another congressman from Ro California. Rokana, someone I really do admire and like. He's fantastic in the documentary, I believe. It is The Swamp, yes. as a matter of fact. I think that's what that's called. The HBO documentary. The documentary is a little interesting. They kind of hedge their bets that Matt Gates is going to be the future of the Republican Party. <laughs> oh, but I actually think the big winner was Ro Khanna. Yeah, Ro Khanna looked really good. And he's a former Bernie guy. And, so. I, I, and I like him. And Dianne Feinstein needs to go away. We played a clip on the stream, uh, last stream on the left yesterday. Um, and she has just been on the wrong side of so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For yeah. so long. For so long. <laughs> For so freaking long. And. Again, when your staff throws you a resignation yeah. party, get the net. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
Oh, my Lord. So Representative Katie Porter, the divorce proceedings are coming out. So apparently she was she abused her ex-husband verbally. She threw toys, books and other objects at him. Now, I have heard from former staffers that uh, a little bit like Marianne Williamson, Katie Porter might seem. Well, I don't think she seems particularly kind. I don't disagree with a lot of her policies necessarily, but I have heard that she is a bit uh, mean to the staff. Mm. Yeah. But, you know. A lot of politicians are stressful job, I suppose. So, so she threw some scalding hot mashed potatoes on his head. Whoa! Isn't that bad? bad? What are you doing with them potatoes? Isn't that bad? And that's dinner, lady. What are you doing? Well, that's the problem. Matthew (laughs) Hoffman, who filed for divorce from Porter in 2013, said in a request for a straining order that she routinely called him a fucking idiot and fucking incompetent. So anyway, those are just a couple of. Uh, stories there that uh, Katie Porter is going to be dealing with this sort of, I don't know, the political co- incoming fire. Yeah. She p- threw potatoes at someone's head. Yeah. Potato throwing Porter. That's what we got uh, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to Hoffman, he said uh, she would not let me have a cell phone because she said you're too fucking dumb to operate it. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> That's not good. So, yeah, like, uh, why, why did she marry this guy in the first place? She, said she hated him from the beginning. I don't know. She certainly didn't uh, like the way he cooked potatoes anyway. <laughs> Hoffman said when she gets angry, she will claw and scratch her arms and then say then <laughs> say to me, look what you made me do. Oh, my God. Sounds ah. like mommy dearest shit. Oh, no. <laughs> she regularly says that I'm a bad parent in front of the kids. Recently, the children began it's spitting so at me and throwing their food at me, calling me bad daddy. <laughs> it's oh, bad. No. It's so bad. It's bad. Uh, oh, poor guy. He was bad daddy. Not uh, the mama. Yeah. <laughs> Not classic. the mama. Classic. And real dumb, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem with the potatoes was uh, he was preparing the mashed potatoes for dinner. And then she asked him, can't you fucking read the instructions? Uh-oh. And then in which, in which point then, then she dumped all the potatoes on his head. Oh, <laughs> that's overboard. That's, that's really, bad. really bad. That's overboard, ma'am. Ma'am. All right. So, well, <laughs> that's the joint decision. 2024. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what do you want? We got one guy who knows a known groomer who had to commit suicide. Katie Porter, she's throwing potatoes on people. Aww, it's a good time. Good time for politics in America. American oh, really democracy. <laughs> All right. Let's get to more serious conversations here. Let's talk Florida. In one of the most ironic things of all time to happen this week, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a six-week abortion ban. And then also the state will now allow for the death penalty to occur with an eight to four jury vote instead of unanimously. So talk Sheesh. about pro-life all the way through. Mm-hmm. And this is <laughs> right. again matching an, headlines right there. <laughs> another reminder that it has nothing to do with abortion is nothing to do with pro-life. This is about power and power Simply. Yes. So Florida House Republicans leveraged their supermajority to fast track and pass the six week abortion ban. Uh, this is this is called the Heartbeat Protection Act. Uh, I don't even think that Dick Cheney has a heartbeat anymore. Oh, well, then get him out of here. <laughs> it was signed by Governor Ron DeSantis. It is one of the strictest in the country. Uh, he flew back from Ohio to sign the bill that evening. Boo. Uh, this is what DeSantis said. He said, we are proud to support life and family in the state of Florida. 
I applaud the legislator for passing the Heartbeat Protection Act that expands pro-life protections and provides additional resources for young mothers and families. I'll be interested to see if what the resources exactly. are. Very oh, yeah. interested mm-hmm. because a lot of times uh, when you're forced into pregnancy, they just also force you into poverty. Right. Exactly. So the bill passed 70 to 40 with seven Democrats, with seven Republicans, rather, joining the Democrats in voting against the measure. So it's been signed. And Travis, I think what you said at the end of last year or maybe the start of this year, predicting Ron DeSantis as too conservative mm-hmm. in a general election. I think the more and more evidence, whether it be Disneyland's or Disney World's fight, the mm-hmm. fight that he has with Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. and Minnie, abortion, and now when it comes to the death penalty in the state of Florida, I think that this guy's way too fucking radical. Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating to hear those we're pro-life here in Florida statements. And again, then you counter those with the fact that they also just voted to basically allow for the death penalty. Eight to four. On a jury. Unbelievable. And it's usually unanimous. So you take those two statements together. This is human life we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they're pro-life, so, but then they're not. It's very, very confusing. It is very confusing. And it shows you again, this is about power and this is about control. And this is about, oh, you're too broke to get out of state to have an abortion. Right. Uh, Sorry. Get ready to have a family that you cannot afford or handle. And don't worry, we won't be helping you out either. The bill co-sponsor Representative Jennifer Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, she says, here in the state of Florida, we care deeply about life. Uh-huh. I've read the news. Uh, yeah. You don't. No. <laughs> uh, we care about the very most vulnerable in our society. No, you don't. Because the vulnerable are getting pregnant. Babies in the womb. Oh, my mm. God. So, again, if they, uh, as soon as the babies are born, uh, of course, they are seen as something different. Again, the ultimate irony here as well. Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign a bill that will allow the death penalty in capital cases on an eight to four vote. Insane. A move spurred by the less than unanimous vote that led to the Parkland school shooter being sentenced to life in prison. The state Republican led house. uh, They have voted to approve this measure 80 to 30. So they did manage to pick up. Uh, those seven Republicans that voted against the anti-abortion bill uh, or against the, uh, the um, yes, anti-abortion right, bill right, right. and um, perhaps a couple of Dems as well. But my God, what the hell is going on here? How do you how do you square these two things? You, you don't. And I mean, I want to reiterate it's something I always say when we talk about the subject, but this doesn't magically make abortions go away. Right. It just no. means abortions now become illegal, which means women and people who can get pregnant will now die or possibly face really horrible situations because of it. Like what Representative Diane Hart from Tampa said. She said illegal abortions will be on the rise and we will return to some very, very dark ages where people will will die as a result of not an inability to have access to legal abortion. And I said this on stage at Levity Live before I urinated my pants, which Fernando continues to bring up. (laughs) I brought it up once. (laughs) um, On our serious radio show. But... (laughs) This is revenge. Mm-hmm. All of this is revenge. I really do. I wonder if, you know, Me Too doesn't take place. Uh, if some of the if, if Epstein's not found out, this is all fucking revenge mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, you thought sexual assault was a problem. Get ready to force for forced birth. Mm, go right. die. You know, go have uh, fun fighting that battle as well. Gals. And again, men. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. This is forced, forced yes. fatherhood as well, yes. which is all of your money forever. <laughs> right. Freedom. Because you could face gone. jail time. You could yes. face, yeah. This well, is not just about women, but obviously affects them. Yeah. And the anti-abortion folks have been working on this for decades. I mean, yes. and this is, you know, Roe v. Wade was one thing happening from the Supreme Court. Um, but for decades and decades, these folks have been at work in state houses across the country. And this six week abortion ban is exactly what we had in Ohio last summer when that 10 year old girl was raped and forced to go to oh. Indiana to get an abortion because at six weeks, this quote unquote heartbeat, most girls don't even know if they're pregnant or not. And right. so that's that's the problem. If you catch it just after the six week ban. Then, mm-hmm. then the doctors don't know what they're allowed to do, and then they're at risk of losing their licenses if they do do anything. And of course, mifepristone mm-hmm. that's still in limbo. Now that's in limbo. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be going up to the Supreme Court. I can't trust them as far as you can fucking throw them. So, who knows? But one of the reason what's going to happen with that. But one of the reasons why uh, DeSantis pushed this eight to four jury thing was obvious. Nicholas Cruz. So he killed seventeen people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. That was in Parkland in 2018. I know there's been so many since then. And it does, like, it's weird to judge your age based on school shootings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was five years ago. Right. Um, he was upset that three jurors didn't sentence him to death. Mm. So because of that, he got a sentence to life in prison, which is, again, a death sentence. Right. So Florida said, we can't allow that to happen again. Oh, got it. So we better make sure that uh, the next Nicholas Cruz, and there will be another one, gets the death penalty because death on death and death is going to stop death. Sure. I guess. Yeah. All death cancels out death, I guess. I guess. But that is the thing too about the death. I'm sorry, go on. About the death penalty is that uh, this does end up with Florida voting to basically ensure that more people get put on death row with this when it's going to be just eight to four. um, That's more expensive for the taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ohio just did a study. We're basically dealing with trying to get rid of our death penalty now but it costs hundreds of millions every year in extra taxpayer dollars in terms of the appeals process. And then in, in terms of, like you said, a life sentence versus the death penalty, most people in death penalty remain in jail for like on average another 20 years yeah, as opposed to a life sentence, which on average they remain in jail for another 17 years. So what's the difference at that point besides hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars? So Florida is going to join Alabama as the only two states where unanimous jury decision is not required by a jury and i know that they're going to be saying this this is because of nicholas cruz there's going to be a lot of people getting sentenced to death in florida mm-hmm. and yeah. they're not going to be doing mass shootings they're going to make the news it's just going to be yeah. eight to four is not hard right yeah. i can't eight to four i know that's what i'm saying yeah it's crazy good lord and I get it. If you're a parent of someone who died in Stoneman Douglas, you're yeah. probably pretty pissed you're off. Upset. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get it. So there's a lot of people that were uh, pissed off with the jury decision. However, we shouldn't be legislating based on the blind rage of a current situation. Exactly. Isn't that what they say all the time as well mm-hmm. when it comes to <laughs> let's not talk about gun violence right. after a massive after yeah. like, you know, no, Stephen Paddock time. shoots up a country <laughs> music festival. Not the time. Right, right, right. But this is interesting because, yes, I'm our hearts go out to everyone, obviously, uh, that was affected by that. But it's it's still just not a uh, it's not an, it's not an excuse to go eight to four with the jury. Right. For this for someone's life, because as we know, juries are full of human beings and they can get it wrong. So the fact that they believe that the jury got it wrong here 
And so they think that this is going to make the jury not get it wrong. I think it's just stupid. Yeah. And again, after the appeals process, Nicholas Cruz is just going to be in jail for as long as he would have been uh, if he had just gotten the life. Uh, yeah, because I actually anyway. think if I'm uh, again, I, I get it. This is really sad and it sucks. And uh, Nicholas Cruz, I think Gen Pop is a death sentence. Oh, you think he's going to do well? No, no. He's going to get his fucking ass kicked every day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just feel like as you, as you're pointing out before, as you pointed out before, Mr. Irvine, I think he is too extreme. That is, of course, Ron DeSantis. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Also, when it comes to Ron DeSantis in Florida, there was an interesting thing. It's called Eric. No, he's not the weird boy down the street. (laughs) This was the Electronic Registration Information Center. This is what Florida joined with 67 counties. They were practicing cyber practices that would uh, make sure that the elections were safe. They've decided to scrap it. DeSantis Mm. said it uh, in August of 2019. We want to make sure that the voter rolls are accurate. And one of the best ways to do that, I think, is for Florida to join the Electronic Registration Information Center Mm -hmm. known as Eric. Since then, uh, he has not wanted to do anything with Eric. They had a breakup. And (laughs) um, DeSantis and Florida are no longer part of this program, which I think is quite fascinating, again, given the... um, calls for election security when we have the dominion case mm-hmm. which was just settled by fox news mm-hmm. i believe it was what was it 750 some million or 80 some yeah, million yeah. Close. close to a billion uh close to a billion bucks oh they're gonna have so much fun with that money <laughs> they're gonna get a lot of paper Ooh, <laughs> more we, paper we need more paper but this is just interesting to me as uh, again he gets more national recognition that he wants to you know pump the brakes a little bit on making mm-hmm. sure that uh all the votes are secure in the yeah, state of the Florida. the voter rolls are clean, right. Yeah, I read that whole article. Shout out to VoteBeat.org for a great roundup, basically, of, you know, Eric, the program, has been around since 2012. Yeah. And what it needs is for states to voluntarily join for it to be funded and to be effective. And that is basically states comparing voter rolls and data so that way they can catch. And they have caught millions of people who will be registered in multiple states but then they make sure that they only vote in, in the one, current state right. that they're in. So even Republicans were very in favor of joining Eric as a way to clean up your roles. And But then the thing that Republicans did not like is that they had another provision that basically said that they would reach out to people who right could there, register right to there. vote. And that's where <laughs> oh, Republicans started to have a, a, a yeah. problem with this. So again, Ohio... Our uh, Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, just got us out of Eric. And there's a lot of other Republican states, Louisiana, Alabama, 
who are starting to pull out of the program. Mm. Basically, it all started over a Gateway Pundit article that accused Eric of having someone on their board who they felt was Soros-funded. Oh my! None gosh. of these things come down to actually concrete evidence. Again, Gateway Pundit is the source. But Republicans <laughs> have run with this, and now you have elected officials from DeSantis to Frank LaRose to the folks in Louisiana and Alabama. Republicans are getting out, which means Eric will now be less effective. And the worry is that now these Republican states will just use their own voter rolls and share information with only each other, which will only make all voter rolls more dirty. Mm -hmm. So even uh, Brad Raffensperger uh, out of Georgia, the secretary of state, who obviously was at odds with Trump about finding extra votes. Um, Brad has been he he tweeted a picture of uh, SpongeBob punching himself in the face, which is like, <laughs> this is what the Republican states are yep. doing. You are now making it harder for everyone to keep clean voter rolls because you're pulling out of this program again mm. over a complete conspiracy theory. Wow. What these what these three things seem to me with, you know, the anti-abortion, the anti-everything, it's an end. It's attack on the poor. Yeah. Eric would have helped poor people poor vote. Poor people vote. Exactly. Yeah. And all of these basically is just an attack on the poor. Who, oh, is, who is not able to, to leave the state for abortion? Who can't get a good lawyer? Who's going to get a good lawyer? Who's going to have a lawyer that's, oh, I got like, you. I, I got you eight people that said, uh, <laughs> no, I got you four that I said not four. to kill that you. That was pretty good. So maybe, you know, Ron DeSantis is coming off conservative. But at the same time, right. he's really doing what the elites really want. And well, that's a very that, good point. And to that point, Fernando, that's someone not that I think Chris Christie has a fucking snowball's chance in his fucking ass uh, <laughs> to be president. But he is talking about and some conservatives are discussing Ron DeSantis not being a conservative mm. ah. in the true fiscal sense, in yeah, the sense right, of exactly. leaving businesses alone. This Disney feud, which yeah. I think is going to blow up in his face. Um, we're going to build an amusement park. Maybe we'll build a prison, whatever. Right. All this nonsense he's spewing. I actually think, ironically enough, in a general, I think the, I think the abortion uh, stance is too strict. I think his uh, death penalty stance is too strict. I think there's a lot. His education policies are far, far too socially conservative. And then in a Republican primary, right. you go after him for not being pro-business. Right. Mm. Yeah. So I think that he is... I, I think he's making some really bad political calculations here. I would agree, because how many times on this show have we read the news out of Florida, whether it's education or the myriad of things you just listed, and we were like, this is just big government. It's big government. We're getting right. involved with business, schools, and it's hypocritical. Again, to this these dueling headlines where it's like, we're pro-life here. We support no abortions after six weeks, but then also you can get the death penalty eight four. But it, I, it's pro, right. It's, it's strict on the people that conservatives see as the other, though. Yeah, it's not. It's not hard on conservatives. Kind it's hard of, but also Disney. Sure, it's a massive international corporation. I don't think the conservatives see it as the other. I think that they love the money. They, yeah, they, they okay. love Disney. I, I think that he's pissing off a lot of very powerful. Very large corporate donors mm, under yes. the guise, and then he's going to say, "I'm not in it for the corporations. I'm in it for the working class people." But, but then he's at, fucking yeah. over the working class exactly. people, right? 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 So I think he might be fucking himself over. Well, and I, I think Republicans. I think Katie Porter needs to throw some potatoes. At him. <laughs> Katie, get the potatoes. Get the potatoes. If she just shows up to Congress with a big vat of Honest, potatoes, I, do. I don't, I don't care anymore. Do. Kevin McCarthy. Let's do it. What, what do we got for the Dems? We got we got uh, JFK. We got RFK Jr. RFK Jr. Marianne Williamson. <laughs> Why don't we get Katie Porter? Throw her in there. 
Chief shows up with the potatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they all can fight. Our three can fight, though. Potato yeah. fight. That'd be a fun uh, Marianne would fight. win. Yeah. Marianne would kill RFK Jr. Well, Katie Porter would probably. That's a fight. No, I was saying they're on our, you know, they're the Democrat side. I would say our, but, you know, I mean, yes. the Democrats can then beat up any Republican candidate. Yes, well, absolutely. With those potatoes, a hot vat of potatoes. Yeah, the hot vat of potatoes. But then they would be going against a lot of guns. Yeah. OK, well, there's potato guns. That's a good point. Fire up, Porter. Well, speaking of uh, a potential GOP primary and candidates who are officially now running, Tim Scott, the Republican out of South Carolina. Oh, how exciting. He who? Is, Tim Scott, he <laughs> has decided he's going to run for president. Uh, let's play this Fox News clip. This is a great announcement. It's just. This is the perfect feel- Fox News flawless rollout. I can't feel too bad for the guy, but uh, let's just say. His big announcement, um, no one seemed to give a shit. Tim Scott, he's another one when it comes to social conservatism. He is he is uh, as high as high as it can go. He's He is uh, focused on the family through and through. He has said that he will sign the most conservative abor- anti-abortion bill and also when it comes to just civil liberties and civil rights for any group of people that aren't him. He uh, he does not have a good record. He mm. is uh, someone who is bought and sold by the religious right. And uh, let's not pretend he'll be any different than any other of these nasty, socially conservative Republicans. But let's take a look here at Tim Scott announcing that he wants to run for president. And then he gets cut off. <laughs> we listen to you, sir. By the way, can we get the big question out of the way? You've launched the exploratory committee. Are you running? Oh, here we go. I have been excited about my faith in America tour. It's gone really well. That led me to the next step of the exploratory committee. I will say I have been blessed to live the American dream. And my greatest hope is that my dream pales in comparison to the next generation's American dreams and the stories that come from another American century. That means Uh we have a lot of work to do. And that's why I believe we must have new leadership at the top. The Biden blueprint to ruin America includes security gaps like we're talking about now, but it also uh, includes security misses like the southern border. Too many Americans, nearly 70,000 plus, have lost their lives because of fentanyl, four and a half million illegal crossings because we refuse to close our southern border. This is an issue top of the mind of voters all across the country that I continue to hear. Senator, I'm sorry to cut you off there. Um, Oh, you didn't answer. Bill just mentioned we were waiting on this video. Uh, We now have it. This is the scene where the suspect (laughs) was just arrested in this Pentagon. Bye bye. Bye bye, (laughs) Tim. Thanks for being here, What's interesting here is, according to Natalie Allison of Politico, when it comes to his roadmap, uh, she says it's a foregone conclusion is that evangelicals with all their subsets and denominations, they will be his top constituency. So he's kind of going for that George W. Bush Hmm. uh, constituency, the evangelical vote. Now, that vote obviously went hardcore for Donald Trump. Will they stick with him? Will they not? A lot of people are comparing him to Jesus, which is completely inaccurate and (laughs) uh, totally ridiculous. But nonetheless, is he able to peel away that uh, evangelical support for Donnie? Yeah. And do people go over and support Tim Scott out of South Carolina? Or is he just gunning for a VP slot? Kind of like Nikki Haley. You know, you, you, you throw your hat in there. A lot of South Carolina so far. It's Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, both out of South Carolina. Lindsay could be your second chance. Ham and biscuits, y'all. Ham and biscuits, y'all. 
But that's what I think Tim Scott could be doing. Again, you, you get out there, you give it your best shot, but at the end of the day, are you just looking for a VP slot on Donnie's ticket? Well, who knows? So a Pew study found that one in four Americans belong to an evangelical denomination in 2014. Um, people like Bob Vanderplatz, the evangelical political kingmaker, told Vanity Fair that, quote, a silent majority had already turned against Trump last year. Mm. Uh, so perhaps uh, mm. evangelicals are done. Maybe Donnie did what they wanted him to do with the Supreme Court. And they're willing to look another way. That's quite possible. And also, don't forget that in 2016, who brought the evangelicals along for Trump? That was Mike Pence. Yeah. You know, Ooh. kind of a similar, has that appeal to social conservatives. You know, he's the color of mayonnaise through and through. So, yeah. According to uh, Tim Scott, he declined uh, to say whether he supports Senator Lindsey Graham's proposed 15-week federal abortion ban. Uh, Scott says, I'm 100% pro-life. And uh, but then he doesn't say if he would support that. Right. However, he did say that he would again support the most conservative possible measure that gets to his desk. Right. We'll see what happens. I mean, Tim Scott, maybe there is some legs there. I don't know. I'm, I, at this point, I think that DeSantis is gone. Mm. I really think it's over. I really think that the evangel. I think that well, evangelicals, yes, but I think Republicans are searching. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. you think? Because I feel like back even like three months ago, I feel like they're like, we got our guy. Right. And, yeah. But then he doesn't use spoons. Yeah. And then it's like, what's going on with Disney? What's right. going on with every fucking thing in your state? Yeah. Maybe we don't. Right. Right. And then keep in mind, just like Joe Biden, he is not yet officially announced. And it's like if you the longer you wait, but it's anticipated that you are going to announce the more things like this pile up. Whether it's suicides from top donors. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Just more weird stuff. Piling up. And this guy, Tim Scott, uh, he doesn't have charisma. He ain't I mean, got that juice. I mean, I mean, we're not we're not talking Obama. We're not talking Bush. We're not right. talking Trump. This guy, exactly, no juice. There's we're, no juice. I mean, he literally got interrupted by he a got, story about a guy who called exactly. the cock and leaked government secrets. And like yeah. Ben pointed out, there was a complete word salad answer on, yeah. well, your counterpart said 15 weeks. Do you support that? And then he doesn't say if he supports it. He seems to be going uh, almost Andrew Yang-esque. Sure. Just not every answer needs to be a diatribe. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, no. right. I'm running and here's why. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Even said, right there. Yeah, you could have just said, yeah, I'm running and I'm going to change the border. And, okay. At least he answered the question. And obviously when it comes to, I suppose, what the policy would be, it would look similar to what the policy theoretically that Donald Trump was attempting to discuss in 2015. But Donald Trump just called everyone a rapist. <laughs> so he's like, that'll get the headlines. But then Tim Scott tries to be more articulate that are articulate the, that they're drug dealers but uh again also the fentanyl crisis has a lot there's a lot to unpack there listen to our interview with the guy who wrote fentanyl inc mm. it's uh oh my goodness probably 100 episodes ago now but holy hell that is a fascinating situation and when it comes to the border yes fentanyl does need to be stopped coming from our southern border but as you mentioned travis yes. yeah there's a lot of people complicit in this trade yes that might be wearing a badge the yeah sacramento police department uh the, san diego yeah exactly yeah. literally california one of the biggest the states facing one of the biggest issues with it mm -hmm. is in fact one of the states where internally the the framework yep. isn't self-contributing yes in my hometown columbus ohio two cops busted for selling fentanyl and this is just you know that's nasty. not the border travis that's, that's not the border buddy that's far away you're selling murder
You're selling murder. You're killing people. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's do, speaking of killing people, next episode, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Taiwan, China, and Warren oh, Buffett. Let's talk about that. Let's yeah. do that next yeah. episode. Let's just wrap up this episode with just a little bit more on Clarence Thomas. This guy, Harlan Crow, uh, he bought a house for Clarence Thomas, and Clarence Thomas's mother is still living in them. Oops. I, I, so it's just the money. So it's oops. just a money move. Yeah. Uh, but it's also personal. How are yeah. you going to, how is, right. he, he's not going to piss off his mom's landlord. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my and, God. and not to mention again, none of this was disclosed. None of it. None so, of it. Uh, just friends. $130,000 house. I have like, a lot of friends that had never done this. I bought my parents a house, but I don't even like them. Okay. <laughs> there you go. And Clarence Thomas supposedly really likes Harlan. But what's fascinating about this whole ring around the Rosie is that Clarence gave the house to Harlan, his billionaire friends. And then Harlan's just like, well, your mom can still live there. And she still lives there. And that's the agreement. A federal disclosure law requires justices and other officials to report the sale of real estate over a thousand dollars. Oh, my God. Uh, this was a hell of a lot more than that. Mm. So let's play this clip of Mitch McConnell talking about Clarence Thomas. Uh, the Republicans are sort of rallying around the wagon here, defending Clarence, obviously. Any Dems who say they want to impeach him, they don't really have any chance to right. because they don't have the mm. House. Yeah. Feinstein. <laughs> and of course, yes, when it comes to the Senate, <laughs> Diane, please, God, just, Diane, just you have be to sit, done. Sit in your seat, Diane. I, I'll never understand people who don't want to retire. I just don't. I just I go home. Understand. Go hang out with your grandkids. Go hang out with your grandkids, please. I don't even hate the boom. I don't hate you. I just you're old. Just go be old. Yeah. Go be when you're a kid. Be a kid. When you're old, be old. And when you can actually have a brain, then you can be a politician. We there's a new report out that we are at the all time high of elected officials over the age of seventy, which it's is dangerous. unprecedented in our history. Is it a national just, security they, risk at this point? Oh, yes, big time. and that's why a guy is able to leak security documents on Discord because right. the old guys at the top don't even know how computers oh, work. They're just leaking from their butts. Oh my goodness! Let's play Mitch McConnell discussing Clarence Thomas. Do you have any comments on the reports? Hospitality that John the Hospitality. It's good hospitality. It's a good word. Yeah, the um, yeah, <laughs> Supreme Court and the court system are separate and are separate. Okay. And um, it seems to me <clears throat> a lot of time mm. criticizing. A lot of times of the court. Oh my going God! Court as an institution. For example, my counterpart went over in front of the Supreme Court and counterpart two of the Supreme Court justices court name and actually threatened them so with some actually threatens a lot of kind. Uh, it's a lot of <laughs> okay. the wrong way in a case. potatoes. <laughs> the Attorney General cured to be largely concerned with security issues around the homes of Supreme Court members. Hmm. Okay. Total confidence in right. the Chief Justice okay. of the United Confidence uh -huh. to Justice of Court Internal Issues. The problem uh, is now he's out of there. The problem is they're not internal issues. They're, they're external issues. Yes. Right. When you make policies that affect the lives of millions and millions of Americans, it's not an internal issue anymore. Boom. So when a real estate guy gives you millions of dollars and the housing crisis is literally the worst problem America is facing. There's a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. The justice's elderly mother, of course, Clarence Thomas' mom, uh, she lived at the property, and uh, this was under Crow's ownership. Soon after the purchase was finalized, contractors went to work on tens of thousands of dollars worth of improvements, oh, of including a carport, 
Which is that like an elevator for a car? What's a car? Oh, it's buddy. a garage. It's just a oh, garage. It's okay, fun, but it's without the door. It's just the roof. It's fun. I love a good carport. Is that right? Oh, uh, yeah. From uh, middle middle Ohio, lots of carports. They fixed a roof and they got a new fence and a new gate. Ooh. So um, there's a problem. And yeah. again, the idea that this needs to be solved internally, maybe they should find out who leaked the fucking Roe v. Wade <laughs> documents. Wow. That would be something to find out internally. They found this motherfucker who leaked the thing on Discord real fast. Right. Mm-hmm. So we know it was a Supreme Court justice because... Oh my God! Who could have done it? Exactly. Who could have done it? Oh, Without don't interview those nine people. It's again, like we said uh, on the episode where we covered the the leak, the Roe v. Wade leak. Yeah, it's like uh, playing Gosh. the game of Clue, where you don't interrogate any of the main characters. <laughs> Seriously. So, all right. Well, Clarence Thomas. I mean, this is just. It's. I don't. If I'm on the Supreme Court, I would just be like, "Can you go?" Right. Is, or do they want this smoke screen? Ooh. Like like well, like we just pointed out. I mean, bitchy Mitch, there he is making a statement. And what it was he not just in the news a few weeks ago for falling down the stairs at a hotel and then going into rehab? He's the man's over 80. Clarence Thomas oh, needs to retire. Mitch McConnell needs to retire. Diane Feinstein needs to retire. This is this generation of politicians, these folks are over 70 have the worst record of just handing over the reins to the new generation. I mean, that used to be a very positive thing is it used well, to be. Yeah, exactly. So you get to a certain age, like you said, it could be even a national security risk. It really could be. And we should be hanging over the, the, the reins to the younger generations, even if they're wielding big vats of hot potatoes, hot <laughs> potatoes. And I, uh, all right. Well, just lastly, lastly, in Oklahoma, uh, Governor Kevin Stint, uh, he has called for the McCurtain County Sheriff and multiple county officials to resign after leaked audio showed them oh, yeah. uh, discussing that they wanted to kill reporters and lynch black people. Yikes. It's 2023. Good grief. So even by Kevin Stitt standards, he's like, guys, guys, don't record it. Yeah. You fucking idiots. <laughs> yes, you sure. made a podcast out of this. <laughs> oh, no. Sheriff Kevin Clardy is investigator Alicia Manny, commissioners Mark Jennings and Robert Beck, commissioners Secretary Heather Carter, and jail administrator Larry Hendricks were speaking to one another. In this meeting, um, they mentioned again the desire to kill journalists and to lynch black people. Um, Yikes. So this is what Stitt had to say. He says there's simply no place for such hateful rhetoric in the state of Oklahoma. Well, <laughs> especially by those that serve to represent the community oh, through their yeah, yeah. respected office. I will not stand idly by while this takes place. Hmm. We'll see what happens there. Um, but man, that is freaking nasty. Yeah. Absolutely nasty. Yeah, it was just a, like a reporter, I guess, putting some stories, some bad press about them in the local newspaper. And hey, if you're doing bad and someone's going to call you out, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, absolutely. This is according to what Jennings said. Jennings said that... Uh, the nearly 20 people running for sheriff don't have a goddamn clue what they're getting into. He says, I'm going to tell you something. If it was back in the day Uh-oh. when Alan Marston would have taken a damn black guy and whooped their ass and throw him in the cell, I'd run for fucking sheriff. Oh, geez. So isn't that nice? And then Clardy then tells Jennings, it's not like that no more. God, this that's is how disgusting. You know. When you talk like that, that's when you know. Jennings responds, I know. Take them down to Mud Creek and hang them up with a damn rope. Yikes. But you can't do that anymore. No. They got more rights than we got. No, they don't. Mm, they they don't. have the same oh, rights. Oh, Jesus Christ. So that's disgusting. That's in Oklahoma. 
uh, they should all be fired and uh, perhaps even charged. I don't even know. I mean, that just seems like you're you're an elected official. Yeah. It's got to be some. Yeah, you must have done something messed up along the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely horrible. Oh, big time. Um. All right. Well, that will be today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you got potatoes, they're not just potatoes. They're a weapon. Have fun with it. Um. <laughs> if you are getting a free house by a billionaire donor, you do have to do what they say. Yeah, and close. Um, Ron DeSantis, again, his blood and pudding all over himself. Mm. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hail yourself. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.